0: Like to say a huge thank you to Schwarzkopf for supporting this episode of Grazio Beauty Life Lessons. With 125 years in the hair industry, Schwarzkopf is one of the best-known names in the business. Did you know that Schwarzkopf not only invented the first liquid shampoo, but also the first hairspray? Talk about a legacy! Combining quality ingredients, impeccable craftsmanship, and the latest color and styling technology, it is Schwarzkopf's mission to inspire and enable people everywhere to tell their own hair story through products that speak to your identity, let you reinvent yourself and inspire you to share your hair story. This year, Schwarzkopf are opening up the iconic Schwarzkopf head logo to give a glimpse into the women that use Schwarzkopf, inviting them to share their unique hair stories and the impact their hair has on their identity and confidence.
1: So the relationship I have with my hair right now is fabulous.
0: Hello and welcome to this episode of Beauty Life Lessons from Grazia with me, Annie Bishop. Today's guest is model, presenter and podcast host herself, Hannah Cooper-Domit. In this episode, Hannah discusses her beauty
1: MO. I think I've figured out that I am no maintenance, just with high maintenance products. Wax is
0: lyrical about a few of her favourite makeup products.
1: I am ride or die uh, Charlotte Tilbury Hollywood Primer, Hollywood Flawless Primer. I just, I don't know what it does. It just is... Sleep glow facial in a bottle and discusses keeping breakouts at bay. You think you can share it yourself, and you can't, and you'll never make a good job out of it. And that is the one thing I do rely on is steam and extractions.
0: Thank you so much for joining me, Hannah. I can't wait to get stuck into all your beauty knowledge um, and everything. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for being here. Oh no,
1: it's a wonderful pleasure. I can. I love talking makeup. I know it sounds really cliche, you know girls talking makeup, but I think it's just there's constantly new stuff, so there's a constant conversation, yes. and it's constantly new recommendations and tips, so I'm always like it's always a good little gossip isn't it? It's such a great way to connect, isn't
0: it, and sometimes you know when you're i mean, imagine with um your job and you know rocking up to shoots and various press events and I'm the same you will be meeting people you've never met before and quite often your conversation will start with oh my god I love your lip gloss yes,
1: so true <laughs> <laughs> it's a great conversation starter you know yeah. you get all these books about how to talk to people it's like just ask what shade lip gloss they're wearing it's fine yeah you are. <laughs> it's such a great connective
0: tool and you're instantly in there yeah <laughs> so let's do that now so like In terms of beauty in general, what is your vibe? Are you, do you know your favourites? Do you stick to them? Do you have like a capsule collection of skincare and makeup or is it anything and everything? Are you constantly trying? Are those shelves piling up constantly?
1: I was thinking about this prior to coming onto it because I was like, what am I like with my beauty? And I think I annoy myself that I'm a creature of comfort with it because I like what I know. And if it works, why change it? But the problem with that is that we're changing. So like we're getting older and our skin is changing. So it, it doesn't normally work. You sort of do have to adapt. But I, um, I think I've figured out that I am low maintenance, just with high maintenance products.
0: Oh, I like that, so, that's such a
1: great, that's a great way of putting it. And when I like, say high maintenance, I mean probably like a little bit more than I ideally would want to spend on stuff. But That's okay. it balances it out because I think what I've realized is that I'm not, I'm not maybe typically like, do I don't really do my nails often or have eyebrow appointments or I'm not very scheduled like that. Because to be honest, I can't keep up with the sort of regimen. Like having to go every like three weeks or whatever it is. And then I hate it's like chips and then finding time to go in and all of that stuff. So I try and keep it low maintenance, but then I've realized when I looked in my cabinet that I'm like, yeah, but that's where the money's going, Hannah. (laughs) It's not hanging in my wardrobe. It's hanging in my in my bathroom.
0: Oh, so you're a proper beauty aficionado, and you're kind of shopping in quite a conscious way, really, because you're buying little but better. So, I guess if you've found that product that you absolutely love, then actually you're not then going to be in Boots or Superdrug every week buying five different versions of the same thing to try and chop and change between. So, really, I'm saving you know, money, right? Maybe. <laughs> Let's make you feel good about this. Yeah.
1: And I, don't, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I say expensive products, but there's definitely ones that I do get from boots and super drugs that yeah. are equally as good. And I, I love, I think I've said this to you before, Annie, but I'm a bit of a YouTube beauty geek where I'm, I like researching, like when other people test products, you know, like you get um, dermatologists that test really expensive products against high street beauty products and the high street beauty ones come out better. And that gives me such satisfaction too, that you don't have to spend over 200 quid because the molecule level is the same or those little like hacks. And I'm like, that's good too. A balance.
0: I love that. So let's get into this then. Let's talk about makeup. Which products are you loving? The ones that are in your makeup bag right now. And what is your top, tip, because obviously you've been modeling for so long, you're in and out of the makeup chair and you
1: must have picked up some really great hacks along the way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I normally asleep or talking too much if I'm in a makeup chair. <laughs> Oh, you must learn so much. And I'm like, I've realized when people do my eyes, my eyes are closed, so I can't actually see what's going on. I do look at what like products they're using and you sort of see what's creeping up more often. And, and that's definitely how I put my own makeup bag together. So, I mean, product wise, I am ride or die uh, Charlotte Tilbury Hollywood Primer, Hollywood Flawless Primer. I just, I don't know what it does. It just is sleep, glow, facial in a bottle and I have that prior my foundation and routine and I'm obsessed with that and the I did do sort of a public service announcement when Becca under eye brightener when Becca went under and I was like this cannot happen and I feel like I was ready to protest the streets that someone (laughs) would take it on and thankfully they have so those two are like I think it's all about the base with your makeup and I think not to paraphrase Megan (laughs) Trailer. Can we put that over? We can sort that right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but um, those are definitely like my key products as well as, uh, I love my NARS Radiant Creamy Concealer. I, that, those are things that I can't do without. And now I'm just going to list my whole makeup bag, aren't I? Uh, Please do. My um, Charlotte Tilbury Pillow Talk Lip Liner. I mean, I'm sounding all the cliches, but advice-wise. They're good for a reason. Yeah, advice-wise, always curling my lashes. Like it, that's another thing before, like, doesn't matter if you're going to Tesco or whatever, just curl your lashes. It makes you look awake. I love that.
0: <laughs> and I need to do that. I'm so bad. I think I was saying this on it with another guest. I think I get claustrophobic when you clam.
1: The trick, do you know what I mean? I'm, yeah. The trick is like good curl, like curling ones because I've tried lots of different ones. I have the uh, Shu ones and they're great, but I've used other ones before and they just seem to clamp that bit of skin that makes your like insides go. That's a great tip though, because I've
0: heard it from so many people. Um, And I was, I was not to name drop, but I was interviewing Charlize Theron the other day and she said that that was her ride or die thing. That was the thing she took away. So you've officially got that in common with her. Just call me Hannah Theron, That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) And then let's moving on to hair. I feel like hair is a real thing for you. And you've got these kind of beautiful blonde layers, you know, very envious. I've always wanted to be blonde. Um, I think so many people were blonde when I was growing up, that I just thought that that's what happened when you grow up, that you got blonde curly hair never happened. And it scarred me quite frankly. No, you're beautiful, um, but... beautiful brunette. <laughs> but congrats on yours. Um, talk me through your routine and any tips again that you've learned along the way.
1: I am the laziest hair wash person, even on, on shoots when we would do back to back shoots. My first Question of the day was like how how long can we get out of this hair? I would always ask at the end of a job. I'm like, this is fine, right? Because like, you can you can overwash it, then it gets greasier quickly. And I like that challenge. And it sounds gross now. I say it out loud. But how long can you get? Like when I can get four days out of my hair, bearing in mind that I've my blonde is not natural. Okay, disclaimer. The bleach helps it. So having bleach in your hair helps dry it out a little bit. I'm not saying that that's a good thing to say, but it does hold my curls a little bit more. And I, I do sort of, I can do it on the first day after I've washed it, curl it, and then it will stay for about two or three days. And I'm, you know, I don't want to promote bleach, but it's it's helping me.
0: I will bleach your hair so it holds a curl. I don't think I'm going to be writing about that one, Hannah, but, <laughs> but I do get there is science behind your madness because, um, bleaching makes your hair more porous, which makes it, you know, not, you know, it's, it's not as slippery, I guess. And it's when hairdressers talk about, oh, you know, I quite often get it where they'll be styling my hair for something. And, or maybe it's like a a shoot for Grazia that's coming up and they're like, can you not wash it the day before? Because it will slip and it'll go and so that kind of that hair with that bit more texture which is the texture you get when your hair is more porous holds a style so I do get that I totally get it that sounds a lot better than what I just said
1: so (laughs) I kind of love what you just said (laughs) well I basically that's what I was trying to say but in the uh, layman's terms the other thing I do recommend is um just alternating your shampoo and conditioners so I do use instead of a conditioner I use a mask it just works better for me and it just gives me that little bit more of a boost and then I like to do that for about maybe three four weeks and then I'll swap over to different shampoos and then you just feel like they work harder for you. This is interesting
0: TikTok's obsessed with skin skin cycling aren't yeah. they it? it's getting being able to kind of get those amazing products in in a way that doesn't overload your skin. I think the same makes sense here. The more you apply, especially if you're p- applying products like masks and conditioners, which do leave some form of residue, cycling the different types will clear the last one. Yeah. And a
1: double shampoo makes that. me feel like I'm in a salon. Says the says the woman who doesn't like to wash it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hope I'm not coming across as like a dirty girl, but
0: you get what I'm saying. No, you're Definitely <laughs> not. I totally get what you're saying. So how long is, how long have you left it now? What what kind of stage are you, are you at? Post wash now.
1: We're on day three. But I did. Oh my
0: god! I was sure you were going to tell me you just okay, fine, think I did it this morning. It looks so shiny. And we're on day three. I did have a bit of dry shampoo
1: uh, yesterday in it, but that's what it's there for.
0: I so love that, a bit of dry yeah, shampoo. You
1: got to definitely. Which is your favourite one? Uh, living Proof. It's the smell, light, not too much, not too overpowering. Again, doesn't leave that white residue, good bit of volume. I I can tell you what I hate, though. Tell me, is that little that little tub that you know the powder that you put on your hair? It's like a little talc powder. Those and they're I like a paste. And it's not a thing against the brand. I think it's got to be, you know, got to be the yellow. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Because I love their eyebrow gel, and I use that religiously every day. So I'm not slating the brand. I'm just saying the hair dry shampoo little powder they have is like glue. Right. And once you've put that in your hair, yes, you get the volume. But oh my god, you cannot avoid. You have to wash your hair. So every time I want to shoot, and I see them, any like hairstylist bringing that up, I'm like, please no. We don't have to do it. <laughs> don't do it. Anything else? But it, yeah, it works. But it's just definitely a hair wash night after that yeah i do
0: think dry shampoo is such a personal thing because it does whatever smells on there whatever texture it leaves it stays um so for me um my absolute favorite and i have to say it is because of the smell and also because i've got dark hair and it again like you said really doesn't leave a residue is Bay? oh it's good
1: yeah it's that's good that's
0: like quite a bougie dry shampoo but yeah. it's so good And we'll be back right after this little aside on Schwarzkopf, a craftsman with 125 years of expertise in hair. Leave it to Schwarzkopf to deliver color and styling products that make way for reinvention. In the spotlight today is Schwarzkopf's Oleo Intense range, their first oil-based at-home hair color. Infused with caring oils, you can rely on the Oleo Intense lineup to nourish your hair as it colors and leaves your lengths gleaming with radiant shine. Now with new haptic system, which creates micro bonds and strengthens the hair structure for up to 90% less hair breakage. The beautiful hair results you can see and feel. So whether you're toying with an all-out revamp or refreshing your signature look, head to schwartzkopf.co.uk to find your perfect Schwartzkopf Oleo Intense Shade. Oh, and then we're really going to get into it. Skincare. Love a bit of skincare talk. What's your top skincare tip or tips? um, And what products are you using on repeat right now? Skincare,
1: which took a lot of training, is to not pick spots. It seems so obvious and I don't know why we do it. And it's taken me years to just, you think you can share it yourself and you can't. And you'll never make a good job out of it. And that is the one thing I do rely on is steam and extractions. I think facials, you can find your favorite facialist and you can find your favorite products. And again, it comes right down to like the beginning of it, where you've got to have like a clean slate to work with. And steam and extractions for me personally work so well. I get tiny little sort of spots under the skin. Luckily, they don't erupt too much, but they're the annoying ones where you can see them in the light, but it's fine, you know, like people go, oh my God, your skin's great. But then in certain lights, you can see the texture's not exactly how you would want and, and no product can sort of change that. So I've always religiously relied on, on that. And I'm pregnant now. And it's, it's been a real like interesting change for me with skincare because I am, I love SkinCeuticals and like active products like that. And again, they're, they're slightly more on the expensive side, but it really works for my skin. I had my first facial when I was 26 on my 26th birthday. I remember. I thought I've got to sort this out now. I need to know what my skin's doing. I'm 32 now, and I just haven't looked back. And I think that's like a really nice thing to do and treat yourself on your birthday for yourself is to go and get a facial and just make sure that you've checked in with like how you've you know I hate to say it but aged or your skin's changed and just keep on top of it and. Um, Steam extractions work for me. I don't know this, this pregnancy has worked this pregnancy. Like I've been pregnant a million times. It's my first one, <laughs> <laughs> but it's been touch wood. Okay. On my skin. And I've really had to take all the active products away. And I'm now using quite sort of a basic skincare regime, which is nice. I mean, it means I'm getting into bed earlier and, and that's all like lovely, but I do miss it, but I do love um, a gentle cleanser. So I've just gone basically to Cetra Ben and those sorts of brands. Really simple and no, nothing too much in it. And then I'm still using SkinCeuticals, Triple Lipid Restore, which I am obsessed about. And it's just a really lovely treat, moisturizer. I put it under my makeup and then in the evening as well. And And then keep it light as well if I need extra. So Vichy 89 serum, hydrating B5s and just simple. And thankfully, my skin's enjoying it and it's not erupting. I don't know what's going to happen post-baby and we'll deal with that after because I can. But um, I'm quite grateful for that. So whatever they're doing in there, we keep going. (laughs)
0: I love that, and it is so I just think there's from what I hear there's no rhyme or reason to pregnancy skin. People just get such a different time of it in the same way that people you know some people will have the worst morning sickness, some people will just ride it out without a hint of it. I think you know my skin personally is so reactive to hormones you know if i if something changes or something, you know, one kind of hormone level drops off it. I I can tell on my skin, but, and then some people just, it just doesn't seem to translate through to that top layer of the epidermis. It's, it's, it's amazing that you've kind of managed because were you worried about it at the start that you were just going to see a few breakouts creeping in?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, again, this is what's interesting is you do become super reliant on your regime, your skincare regime sometimes taking a break from it, you realize that there are products that you don't need necessarily. You enjoy using them. You think they work, but taking a break from them actually allows you to see if it's still working for you and save you money. But it's like, it's an interesting thing that I've learned now because now going back again, I'll, we'll see what my skin's doing, but I definitely will make some changes and see how we go. And I sit here, you know, my my skin on my face is okay, but I've got like a rash on my sort of side belly that's coming up and you go like, Well, where's that come from? And again, it's hormones, it's all gonna do different things to different people. Instead of round my chin, it's round my torso. <laughs> yeah, you never know what's gonna happen. No. And then
0: well, you've touched on treatments slightly when you talked about facials are there any others that you're loving and are there any you've tried during your pregnancy I find this interesting that have really kind of brought some joy to that prenatal period
1: I have been having it kind of crosses over into like I guess self-care and, and treatment sort of thing. But I have been using, I don't know if I've, I've not discovered it, but Urban app where they come to you at home. And I found a wonderful lady who does pregnancy massages. And I've that has been my absolute treat. So she just comes over to the house and, you know, I do it probably once every two weeks because... I think I can. Why not? It's just so great because you're in the comfort of your own home. They allow, like you bring down your pregnancy pillow and all your cushions and you just set up and it's just really relaxing. I put on a little candle and spa music on Spotify and I just create that. Your eyes are closed. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of, you can create that environment at home too. And it's, it's been a lot easier for me than sort of schlepping into town and and I always think that's such a vibe kill, isn't it? After a massage where you, you just want to sleep for an hour. You're just like, just let me. But you know, they've got another appointment. So they're kicking you out. And this way you can just go, okay, bye.
0: Yeah, they <laughs> close the door and flop onto oh the sofa. Oh my God, it's the dream. I've really, really enjoyed that. And so how have you found, because I'm intrigued, how pregnancy massages differ from, you know, the sort you'd book in for Pre-pregnancy, mm.
1: that's what I was cautious of because I've had a lot of friends go for massages that were pregnant, and they didn't really enjoy them in the sense of it was very light stroking on the skin, and and people are very cautious. And in the first trimester, of course, you is personally I avoided a lot of things in the first trimester but then I wanted because your hips you know it's all the weight and it's all of that stuff so your back your upper back and they sort of so what they do is you lie on your side instead because you can't lie on your belly I always think they should create a bed that has a hole in it that we can stick the belly in <laughs> I had the same on holiday this year when we were sort of sneaking in some holidays before we couldn't fly anymore and um, I said I think I need to create like a lilo or a sun lounger that instead of a hole for your head, it has a hole for your belly. And I was like, that'd be great. Cause I was tanning my front of my body absolutely wonderfully. And I was like, this is, Oh my God, glowing. And the back of me is like white as anything. So (laughs) no one check out my back, but it's (laughs) um, massage wise. I'm very like fortunate that this one that I found this lady, she's, She just like goes into the hips, goes into my shoulders, is very gentle. You can't use a lot of essential oils and a lot of your usual sort of massage um, products, but she uses essentially, it's not olive oil, but essentially something so, so clean. So natural and kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Beautiful. God, it sounds gorgeous. I don't think um, if I was pregnant though, and you stuck me in your your newly invented i would be able to get out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I said, I think the reason it doesn't exist is because it's probably not very like practical. I said, someone must have tried this before me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you never know. You never know. Always worth a try. <laughs> and then again, as you said, we veered into self-care there, but how, you know, you've got such a busy schedule, I imagine. How do you like to wind down? What kind of relaxes
1: you and how do you make time for self-care? I, it's the more the stuff I miss, which I can't wait to get back to, but it's my LED mask at home and went through a couple just until, because I was avoiding buying the Dennis Gross one, which I, I love, love, love. And it works. I don't know, again, I don't know what it does, but it works. And that is my treat. And I broke that down <laughs> to like, because I'd always get LEDs after facials anyway. So I broke that down to cost per use. And I'm like, oh, that's free. Everything's free, <laughs> guys. That's what I'm trying to tell you. So I do a nice little uh clay mask, skin suiticals again. Um do a little clay mask and then I follow that up with a nice bit of moisturizer, then my little LED mask and that's my little pamper session, usually Sundays. And um and that's how I really treat myself. Might even treat myself to a hair wash.
0: once once a month (laughs) and then so I think people are so intrigued by LED masks because results are you kind of have to experience it and see it in your own skin and really eyeball yourself in the mirror to see that it's hard to translate when you're shopping for them and it's hard to then justify but you said those really spenny ones. So talk me through the results that you see, how often you use it. Um, And yeah, your LED mask habits, please.
1: I would, um, so before my Dennis Gross one, I had the current body one, which is great. And a lot of people do like that for their skin. And like you say, I think you have to figure out what your skin, what your problems are with your skin and what you want from it. But the current body one just has the one red light setting. And I was... I definitely use it more for like an antibacterial and preventing sort of blemish prone skin. So that's why the blue light setting helps with that on the Dennis Gross one. And that's what I was getting in in facial appointments. So that's definitely what I've noticed would be the difference. Like combining that with the clay mask, again, to help keep blemishes at bay is like that sweet combination for me. Um, and that's what I really sort of, it, like I say, it works for me, but I don't want to, you know, if you spend that money, don't come knocking at my door if it doesn't work for you. <laughs> you got lucky with your purchase,
0: yeah. for sure. Um, so you've noticed that it's tempered, those sort of breakouts, they're less frequent. It just
1: encourages sort of those little stubborn ones to sort of come out. And then with an exfoliation in the week, it sort of naturally turns over your skin without me having to Pick my skin. Essentially, it just helps with that sort of turnover process a bit for me. That makes total sense. That's gorgeous.
0: Um, and we've come to the end of your categories. I feel like we've learned so much speaking about those, and now you've proved how proficient you are in the beauty sphere, Hannah. It's up to me to dispel like twenty percent of that by asking you what your biggest beauty blunder to date or your your kind of most hilarious beauty mishap, whichever way you want to take it. Talk me through that.
1: I've got two. Um,
0: okay. Yes. Let's get
1: into this. My first one was when I was 14. I've, I've got quite big eyebrows and I'm, I love them. I'm very proud of them now. But when I was younger, only boys had eyebrows like mine and I felt like a boy and I would go home to my mum, and I go, I want to get my eyebrows done. I look like a boy. And my mum. You know, it's from that classic era where she's plucked them all off and she's drawing them on still every day. She's like, Hannah, no, absolutely not. And I beg and beg and beg. And she eventually took me to a good salon and um, they did what I asked. And it... I just looked surprised at everything. So through my whole year, but my whole school years, I just look constantly surprised. There's these tiny little arches that are way too high on my head and it looked ridiculous. And honestly, from that point forward, I'm so grateful that they grew back and I don't touch them now. I pluck the little ones underneath, but that has set the fear in me. And I think that's so, it's so interesting. Even, you know, I think microblading's great. And I've, you know, a lot of friends have got them and it's so wonderful. And I'm just so scarred from like, my face, I think is too expressional. But if I change the eyebrows, oh my God, it's like Mr. Potato Head for me. It just changes everything. So that was my first sort of blunder. And then my, one of the worst things that happened to me was um, my hair, colorist was away and I had to get my hair colored the day before a big beauty campaign and it was in Germany and they specifically said please get your hair colored no roots please go the night before and yeah, my colorist was away, but he said, "No worries, Hannah. I've left it with, you know the director. He knows your hair colors, He's, you're going to be fine. And um, I am a bit of a control freak with my hair anyway. I like it how I like it, and it takes you ages to find someone who's good at blonde and all of that stuff. So I thought, okay, but you know, it's the same salon, it's the same chair, it's the same products. like, what can go wrong?" And oh God, it went wrong. I had I 11 orange stripes across the middle of my parting you couldn't avoid it like there was nothing you could do and (laughs) the funny thing was is when they were drying my hair I was like oh this this is not that's going to blend out right nope it just with these orange stripes and they said to me I said oh I said this is a bit different to normal and they were like yeah but honey you never wear your hair straight it's always a bit you know and they were zhuzhing up my sort of roots to sort of like blend it and they, and they were like, well, what do you want us to do? Do you want us to put more in? And I was like, no, just don't, don't touch it. It'll be fine. And so I had to fly to Germany the next morning with these 11 stripes for this, one of my biggest jobs in modeling. And I turned up on set and I knew everyone was talking about it. I knew everyone was talking about it, but there's nothing, there's nothing I could do. And I honestly considered to the point of like, do I cut these out? Because they were that. And I'm not talking like, 1996 I'm talking like four years ago it's it's not it's not now with balayage and all of this stuff I'm like how is this how has this happened but you're you know your stylist your colorist knows your process of your hair and how exactly like you say how porous your hair is how long it takes for color to develop so it was going to be risky So they put hairbands on me, they did a slick bun, they put this floral headband. At one point I had a headscarf on. They just had to change the whole brief. Like it was insane. Then I got back to London and I was like, I can't, I can't work with the hair like this. So I went to another salon because my again, my colours are still away. And I was like, I've got to fix this because I've got so many jobs coming up. And then they said, we've got two options. We put in more highlights we just take it down to brunette and sort of ombre it. Do you remember when ombre was more of a thing? And we did that and it went fully brunette, went on a couple of jobs as a brunette. The job came out and a year later, my agents were like, hang on a minute, Hannah, when was this? And I was like, oh, long story. So after that, I would rather cancel a hair appointment than have to like go to someone else. Feel very lucky now that I found I found my hair people, and I would travel the world for them. Wow, that sounds like a protracted
0: ordeal. That wasn't <laughs> just know. one nightmarish day. Are you sensing that the PTSD? <laughs> yes, that was a drawn-out period of stealth subterfuge. I, I forgot <laughs> to
1: mention as well. Each um, highlight snapped. Each highlight snapped individually. And so that was a vibe for a couple of years. We're You're here. are out the other side. Look at me now. <laughs>
0: Talking to Gracia. <laughs> and on that note, guys, thank you so much, Hannah, for joining me. It's been an absolute pleasure. It always is. And I've learned so much and will be so cautious if I ever get my hair colored, <laughs> thanks to you. Stick to being brunette. <laughs> it's easier, honestly. <laughs> yes yes actually you've taken my you've taken any <laughs> wish to be blonde right out of the equation now There we go. very happy you're welcome yeah. <laughs> thank you for that <laughs> thanks so much guys and thank you hannah again thank you for having me thank you so much for listening to this episode of beauty life lessons from grazia with me annie visher please keep listening for more episodes and listen back to previous episodes for some amazing guests sharing their top beauty tips And don't forget to leave us a rating and a review. It really does make the difference to people finding us. See you next time. And thanks again to Schwarzkopf for supporting this episode. With 125 years in the hair industry, they want to inspire and enable you to unleash the power of hair to tell your story. Take Schwarzkopf's Keratin Hairspray, for example. A stronghold spray that not only delivers unbeatable hold, it's an updo essential. But boosts your hair's shine with everywhere too. Then the Schwarzkopf's Vitamin B5 hairspray, a go-to for volume and lift. And Schwarzkopf Ceramide Hairspray, which provides the perfect balance between strength and suppleness.
1: Talk about multitaskers. I am proud of my hair and I'm proud of myself.